Welcome to Odds and Ends with uh, Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. This is a Stock Odds podcast to, to get our bearings on the week and help you learn more about Stock Odds. Hey, Rob, how's it going? Not too bad. I mean, I don't think your voice and your last name really connect. <laughs> too, too much singing, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're uh, still you're still hurting a little bit on the voice side. Oh, no. That's that's from yelling at your dogs all the time. That's what it is. Or the kids. <laughs> or the kids. <laughs> that's what you get for having so many of them. Right? <laughs> I, I can't even I can't even blame the weather, right? Lose your voice. All right. Well, hopefully weather. you can get through this here. You uh, you got some research you pulled together. So why don't you take it away? Yeah, so we're, we're not in the beginning of the month right now. We're kind of early for mid, mid-month seasonality. So the almanac really isn't um, <clears throat> as critical at this kind of uh, moment. So I thought we'd look at some of the macro things and focus on, we've got geopolitical risk, Ukraine, Russia thing, uh, Saudi Arabia, oil still at a really high level. Uh, China just opened up from the their, their Lunar New Year, so they're a bit bullish. So we've got all these kind of uh, macro things going on right now. And we want to take a look at um, some of the sectors that have been doing well, and maybe this is a week to just press strength and, uh, and look for weakness in the in the major sectors that are out there. Um, consumer cyclicals, energy have been great on the week. Um, technology is starting to turn around, but um, <clears throat> uh, according to the Almanac, too, on Monday tomorrow, things like gold might do better, and the Arc funds and uh, biotech. So it's a little bit risk on, according to the stats. And um, for mid-month seasonality, again, ARC funds, um, solar stocks, things like that. So as far as the stats go, we are positioned for a bit of strength coming into the week. Um, but some of the macro is still weighing on on the market. And in terms of um, big cap versus small cap, I mean, we would expect typically small cap to do, be doing very well at this moment, but it's still underperforming on a three-month level, on a one-month level. Um, even on the week. So it's mega cap and large cap that's really outperforming small cap. And um, even the advanced to, advancers to decliners, we're seeing so many new loads happening and the small caps, it, yet the, the large caps are still holding in there. And then I, I took a look at um, which countries are doing best too. And there's some interesting data there. Things like Brazil, South Africa, Australia are doing really well this year. They're, they're all up 5% to 14%. All commodity-related uh, countries. Yeah, right? you know. and things like Singapore, Malaysia, the U.S. is down. So things that tied to consumer cyclical or finance, those tend to be underperforming in a global perspective. So there's something interesting there with real assets, right? I mean, commodities and energy. And um, those are some of the big sectors there. How about some of the news have you that you've picked up on um, that tie into those sectors, Robert? What do you see? Well, the, the the big news of the day is uh, North Korea funded their uh, missile program through stolen crypto. I guess now we know what crypto is good for. <laughs> Firing rockets. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, well, this week we got uh, CPI on Thursday. That'll be a big one. Um, that's the January, and we expect it to be coming in at around 7.3, uh, which is over the 7.0 of um of uh, December, so um, that that's the big big thing for this week. Um, I don't know. I mean, China's coming off of its uh, Lunar New Year, and so it's just markets open, and they're. Tr- I think they're trying to play catch up to uh, 
to what we saw in, in our markets rally a little bit, right? Um, yeah. That being said, we we bet. Did you see the last 15, 30 minute sell off on Friday, right? We did uh, we did tank and give it back a little bit there, but um, our markets are are not as uh, boisted uh, right now as uh, China. So China's a bit in the lead at the moment for coming into tomorrow. Um, let's just uh, spot check our futures here to see um, which one's winning, winning the uh, foot race here. So right at the moment, um, the Dow futures are down 0.21%. S&P futures are down 0.22, so pretty similar there. Um, NASDAQ's down 0.28, and the Russell is down 0.53. VIX has risen a little bit uh, before. Now it's back down a little bit at minus 0.25. Um, so it seems that we've had, we've, we've had a bit of our bounce, right? And I don't think we're out of the woods altogether uh, because we still have March coming up. We still have the anxiety of rate hikes and things like that. Um, and we've seen such a shift to value and away from growth. And um, we just don't see as many retail. I mean, that's pretty evident in how Robinhood stock has performed. You know, there's been a big Mm -hmm. uh, decay in that stock. It's what is it down 80% off the high or something. Um, so it's, you know, it's saying that there's, there's not as much retail activity. So what's, what's probably happening again is hedge funds, you know, a little bit more comfortable to put shorts uh, back on, you know, this last quarter and into this year than they were previously. Uh, also deleveraging in some of the growth growth names and I don't I don't see that stopping entirely I think we saw this last week money come back into some of those areas and now we've got kind of an interesting landscape an example would be how crushed Peloton was mm -hmm. and then we have the rumors of you know potential merger with Amazon, it's weighing a bid, right? So nothing confirmed for sure. But um, you know, when when these stocks that were extremely overvalued do come come back down, um, let's see, it's price to book is 4.92. So its book value is only five bucks, at the, and it's still trading at 24.60. So um, it didn't have any earnings. Right, it's losing 634 million, um, so it's still losing money. It has no income, and it's still its debts. You know, not crazy, but it has some debt. Um, but compared to where it was, yeah, it might be viewed as a, a pretty good steal uh, now. So, so this is what we're going to be dealing with here. Is um, we may get more consolidation because of the pullback that we've had. Uh, we also might have this theme continuing of sort of value and and things like that. So it's it's going to be a little bit tricky to um, you know to to change it up every single day. So you kind of want to 
you know, work with your baseline. And what would you say is your your best case baseline right now? Um, like, is there obvious groups that you would say, I, I, I don't think I'll short this group or I don't think I'll buy this group? Well, energy, it seems like it's still strong and that's something I really don't want to short. But um, technology, we see kind of a rotation. The stuff that was beat up the most um, this past week tended to come back quite strong. So um, it could be dangerous to short the things that have done the worst so far because when they do turn around and, and like things like solar it's down 22 percent on the year but this past week it rallied eight percent up right well and, yeah um, yeah well so. i know i mean and and like you know with the merger thing um you know peloton after hours popped up to i think it was up 48 percent at one point so i mean like you can get seriously run over <laughs> you know, not just from a, an ordinary, you know, reversal and rally, but, you know, when you get these type of things happening, that's that's pretty serious. Like if you're, you know, it doesn't it may not seem like a lot from how far it's come down, you know, it, but if you're short it to lose 48 percent on one stock would be, you know, quite annoying. Right. Well, that kind of suggests that this kind of week, we really should just be balanced within sectors, right? Don't go all, don't have an opinion that one sector is going to continue to rally or revert, but maybe be mixed within each of the sectors for, for the coming week with the kind of action we're seeing here. Well, I think I think there's a tremendous opportunity for, for pair traders, you know, to, to look through these things and actually put on some pairs. I remember a situation similar to this after the, um, you know, 2000, um, correction we melted down in uh, you know 2000 to 2002 kind of thing but after that period of time um when i was working the pairs i remember um being in positions and a merger would be announced and i was like lo and behold i was long the merger stock right so um, you know things like dick sporting goods against the sports authority and things like that and and it was like nothing wrong with Dick's sporting goods, but it was overvalued compared to the sports authority, right? And so Albertsons, all kinds of different names um, that we purposely put the pair on because we were looking for those ones that were more beat down, the ones that were more of a value proposition, the ones that, you know, just fundamentals were generally better, but the stock was, you know, in a discounted mode. So if we could find some of those, they could be great for pair traders. Mm -hmm. I think this is really, uh, you know, next couple of years here should be uh, really good for volatility. I think there's still more surprises to come, uh, more un unintended consequences from things that have happened through, you know, authorities around the world. And then um, we have, um, you know, the more fundamental mean reversion going on than we've had before. So I think the next couple of years are pretty good for pair trading. And that lends itself too to basket trading, meaning this, that, you know, if you see the wind behind something, um, and even if you don't want to hold it overnight, that can still be the stock that you go into the next day and, and do it all over again. So don't forget that a stock that's in an uptrend can often open down a little bit from where it closed the day before and then continue on with its relative strength. So same thing is true if you look at some of these stocks that have descended. Look at how 
Peloton, for example, got down to where it was. Um, look at, um, I mean, they can pull up just tons and tons of growth stocks. Um, let's look at Robinhood for a second here. Um, look at how it got to where it what where it is now. I mean, many of those days it opened up a little bit and then sold back down, opened up a bit, sold back down. So when things are declining and they happen to open up, that can be an invitation for people that still want to sell to go, hey, well, that's a good price. I think I'll get out now. And then, you know, if they're short selling, that can pick up too. So in a descending mode, often you get a little bit of a lift and then it sells back down. In an ascending mode, you get a little bit of a discount and then it rallies. And there's actually a fundamental reason why that happens. Do you know what that would be, Dave? I mean, if people have, if something is trending downwards, those that have lost just want to get out the next day, right? So they're, they're willing to kind of get a bad price and it goes against them. No, but why, why, why would a, a stock that's, why would a stock that's rallying day after day why would it possibly open a bit lower than where it closed and then keep on going up again so it would cross through its previous day's close it would cross through its previous day's high and continue on its journey why does that happen well yeah because the investors have i can answer it for you i'll make it easy for you here okay the reason that that happens is because there's institutional activity, and sometimes when things close quite rosy, um, the institution might go, okay, well, we, we, this is a great time for us to unload some of the stuff that we had planned to do anyway. So they'll put in a bigger order for the next morning, and they'll sell it on the open. And the other thing is uh, the designated market maker might have gone home with some inventory, and he's looking for anybody that wants to sell. He might you know, raise a little bit of selling action on some phone calls and get some big sellers to come in. And so a strong stock can open down. And then once that, that's flushed out after the open, continues to rally up. Mm -hmm. So those, those, those kind of stocks, the opening crossover move is a really good move or crossing over the previous day's close is very good as well. You used to have a strategy, the Petra pair trading strategy. Does that exploit the same phenomenon? <clears throat> well, um, yeah, I mean, to, to some degree, but with that particular trade, that's with uh, pairs extended trading range at the end of the day. You give yourself a two-for-one proposition on a one-for-one one bet because you are putting it on before the close so that if it comes in, when the hot money comes out of the out of the market – you might make a profit there and not even have to hold it overnight. But if you do hold it overnight, you're going for that bit of a retracement uh, for the next morning's open. And if you don't get it, then of course, you know, you can take it for another time frame if you want, or just flatten out. Um, but you know, it's uh, there is a there is an, a mean reversion between stocks, you know, that are quite related maybe they're in the same industry maybe there's some segment overlap and uh and they get you know extended from each other by the end of the day often you can see that come in before the close even or come in the next day 
Okay. So uh, I think what we're going to do, what we're going to do this week here is um, we're going to be cautious on the oil trade. We we do see that uh, commodities in general, you know, should be still somewhat favored. Now the problem with the problem with gold is that it typically, if the Fed is going to be more aggressive, it typically doesn't you know, do that well in interest rates uh, raises. Um, and neither will, neither should Bitcoin actually do that well because the whole argument for Bitcoin was, hey, if the feds are, you know, printing money like crazy, then they're going to devalue the dollar and then, you know, Bitcoin should be worth more. But if the feds are going into, you know, they're tapering now and that should be done by March and then, you know, interest rate cycle is um, rising, then the Bitcoin argument isn't as robust anymore. Do you follow what I'm saying here? Yeah. So gold and Bitcoin should not do that well. And, you know, tech technology stocks, I mean, it's going to be some that do pretty good. You know, there is, there is the, look at, Look at uh, what happened here uh, on Friday, even with how we finished the day. Microsoft, Microsoft was still up, right? CRM was up. Nvidia was up. Avco was up. Adobe was up, right? So even at that end of the day sell-off, you know there was a lot of good, healthy tech stocks that were up. So you you can't just you know brush stroke across all of them because they're not all in the same league, you know. Um, you know, Tex, Texan was down. So how's Texan compared to Avco or how's Texan compared to AMD or Xilinx? AMD and Xilinx are in a merger, but, you know, how does Texan compare to NVIDIA? Like, why was NVIDIA up and Texan down? There may be a, you know, reason for that. Anyway, um, it's here's here's the the closing statement when you don't have clear information about a particular group then stay fairly diversified right don't take a side when you do have information like you know the saudis are raising oil prices you know oil's still in demand we still got a bottleneck you know we still have the drum beats of war whatever um then like let's let's not expose ourselves too much to to the short side right um so you could eliminate you don't have to be in the group at all if you don't want or you could just be on the long side or you could have like you could go long and then say okay well i'll have a couple etfs uh like xop and xle and things like that standing by to hedge with if i want to um so when you don't have clear information, then try to be diversified and fairly balanced. When you have a clear read, then, you know, you live or die by the uh, discretion that you choose. So if you say, I am, I am only going long oils and you're wrong on the oils, then you're going to feel it, right? Yeah. You know, and so there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that the trader has the opportunity to add some discretionary decision making in the mix and they you know may benefit from it but they also may be hurt by it 
All right. Good, good thoughts. Um, just one more thing on the groups. Um, so as far as how we finished the week here, the nano, the nano, the nano was in charge for the week. <laughs> Micro, mid, large, and mega and small. It's really quite strange. Um, so how the how the week finished with with nano in charge. <laughs> I guess nobody has any money left except to buy the nano. <laughs> well, maybe it's just the really crap stuff is turning around, right? It's been so beaten up. You can't even. You got you got to bring out your microscope to find the stocks. <laughs> Anyway, but I mean, but on Friday the mega did still come out on top, and and Nano was about fourth on the list. But just for the whole week, it was Nano. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, have yourself a good night, sir. All right. Good thought. Thanks. Good luck. Take care. Yeah.